Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. I am already feeling seasonal depression, I think. <laughs> I'm already mourning the loss of summer. Um, I feel like I am not alive when it is not summer. I become a hermit. I never leave my apartment. I stop existing, basically. And I'm not ready for summer to be over. It felt like this summer lasted five seconds, which is so unfair because I feel like summer always flies by and then winter is like the slowest, most agonizing part of the year. And it feels like it lasts like 20 months. But I'm going to try to have a more positive attitude this year because I only make it worse for myself by dreading it so much. So I'm going to pretend that I love winter this year and I love fall and I love when summer's over. Just kidding, that sounds absolutely insane. But I really am going to try to have a better attitude about it. Just not right now. Because I'm sad that it's September now. The beginning of the end. But anyway... Let's get into today's episode. Um, I want to talk about extreme hunger today, also known as reactive hunger. And this has been a very, very requested topic and I've put it off for a little bit because I really wanted to dive into this and do a lot of research and also just kind of get a better grasp on my own experience with extreme hunger because it's something that is very challenging in recovery. And I just wanted to really go through it myself and process it before I talked about it on here so I could just try and present it as best I could. So first of all, I assume if you're listening to this episode, you are either in recovery and or have experienced extreme hunger. So you probably know what it is, but I'm going to do my best to explain it. Because even if you have experienced it, I feel like it can still be really confusing and I didn't really understand it while I was going through it, which made it a lot scarier and I felt very out of control until I learned more about what was happening. And a lot of people confuse it with binge eating. It is not binging. Extreme hunger and binge eating do seem to have really similar symptoms but they are actually totally, completely different. Extreme hunger is caused by food restriction. It's about compensating calories and healing your body from lack of nutrients and malnourishment. And it's experienced by people coming from a past of eating disorders like anorexia, bulimia, restricting, purging, orthorexia, overexercising, or any kind of restrictive eating disorder. But binge eating is not associated with those behaviors. And I see a lot of TikToks and stuff on the internet of people saying things like, oh, like the anorexia to binge eating disorder pipeline, or things like that, when it's actually just someone experiencing extreme hunger and they are not actually experiencing binge eating disorder. And misconceptions like that make people really scared of extreme hunger and assume that they now have just developed a binge eating disorder, so they try to restrict and like it's just a horrible cycle and that's not actually what it is at all, it's extreme hunger. And when you're coming from a restrictive past, 
extreme hunger is totally normal in recovery and it will pass if you continue to honor it and it is not just binge eating i don't know how to say that any other way it is not the same thing extreme hunger is both mental and physical hunger you feel after having an eating disorder and it can happen months or even years into recovery and it is your body's biological response to food deprivation. Some people don't experience this in recovery, but a lot of people do, and it is one of the most challenging and uncomfortable parts of recovery because it's the one thing you've tried to avoid at all costs during your eating disorder. The biological response of extreme hunger is not only to restore weight. I actually experienced extreme hunger after I was already weight restored. So I didn't, my body didn't need to gain any more weight. Someone can be a healthy weight or even quote overweight and still be malnourished. You don't need to be underweight to be malnourished and you need to honor the extreme hunger to fully recover. Let me say that again. You need to honor the extreme hunger to fully recover. Trying to suppress it because you're scared that it's a binge is just going to prolong your recovery and prolong the healing that your body needs to do. And I think it's really helpful to understand what's happening biologically when you're having extreme hunger because if you understand the science behind it and understand why your body is needing this much food, I think it becomes easier to deal with, at least it did for me. Because if you don't know what's going on or why it's happening, it can be so much scarier and so much more confusing. And that's why people freak out and assume they're binging or have developed a binge eating disorder, and they might start to go backwards in their recovery, when really there is a scientific reason that you need to experience this and you need to honor this extreme hunger. It happens because your body is trying to fix the damage that was done to it during your period of restriction. Restriction makes your metabolism and digestion slow way down, which is why a lot of people become constipated, bloated, and don't lose the same amount of weight that a person without an eating disorder would be losing if they were eating the same restrictive diet as somebody with an eating disorder. That's your metabolism slowing way down. It also throws off your hormones, which is why a lot of women lose their periods during restriction. And when your body isn't getting enough nourishment and we continuously ignore our hunger cues, our bodies stop producing the hunger hormone, which is called ghrelin. When your body's malnourished, no matter what your weight is, it starts to eat at your organ mass, your heart, your kidneys, liver, your muscle tissue, bone mass, ligaments, even your brain can shrink. And all of this really impacts your mental health as well and can cause anxiety, OCD, poor concentration, memory loss, fatigue, and depression because a malnourished brain is a malfunctioning organ. And these few examples are not even close to all the effects of malnutrition. But when we start giving our body nutrients and nourishment again, when we start recovery, our body starts pumping out ghrelin. The hunger hormone because it knows it has some major repairs to do and it's going to need a lot of energy to do it so the hormone ghrelin is making a huge comeback 
and trying to play catch up and heal your body, which is essentially where extreme hunger comes from. That's the root of it. So you can't expect that in recovery, you can just go back to normal by eating, quote, normal amounts of food. When I was going through it, I had so many thoughts like, oh my god, like my boyfriend is always eating so much less than me, or none of my friends at dinner are eating as much as I am. But I just constantly had to remind myself that those people didn't go through eating disorders or restrictions. In recovery, you can't expect to eat like a normal person because the situation you are in is not normal. Your body needs way more food than the average person while you're in recovery because that energy doesn't just go to your everyday function. It also needs to go into repairing your body and reversing all the damage restriction has done inside of you. And honoring your extreme hunger helps you get back to that regular energy balance. But when you are experiencing this, it can feel like binging. It can feel like almost like an out-of-body experience where you just keep eating and eating and never feel totally satisfied. Like you might feel physically full, but you still want more food or you just don't feel satisfied. Or you can eat a big meal and feel like you're full, but then 30 minutes later, you're starving again and you need another huge meal. And for some people, there is just a constant mental hunger and you're just like always thinking about food. And this is where a lot of people assume that like, oh, like now I'm just an emotional eater or I have a food addiction or I'm eating out of boredom, but none of that is true. Your body just needs nutrients and calories to heal itself, and you need to eat. Basically, what is happening biologically is our stomach is sending a signal to our brain that we are full, but your brain and central nervous system sees that you still need to repair all this internal damage, so it sends back the signal that we still need more food. This is why the hunger feels so confusing because you might feel physically full in your stomach but wanting more food at the same time. But as you continue to go through recovery and honor your extreme hunger, the hunger cues will start to even out. And hunger cues can get out of whack just in a few weeks of restriction. So imagine what happens after years of restriction and disordered eating. I would say that having extreme hunger is a good thing and it's a good sign that your body is functioning and healing and recovering the way it should be and needs to be. And when I started going through it, I was eating an estimated up to 10,000 calories a day. And it was without a doubt the hardest part of my recovery journey. It was everything I was terrified of during my eating disorder. I didn't want salads or vegetables or anything like that. I was craving calorie-dense food because those foods provide the quickest source of calories and energy. I was craving everything I had restricted myself from during my eating disorder. So I ate so much pasta, pizza, chocolate, bread, protein bars, ice cream, peanut butter, candy, burgers, french fries, like literally everything I told myself would make me fat during my eating disorder. And that is totally normal. It's to be expected that you'll crave the things you restricted the most. And you have to honor those cravings and eat those fear foods. And I think the most asked question I get is how long will I be going through this? And like, how long will it last? And there's not one answer to this question. 
everyone's recovery and experience with extreme hunger will be very different because everyone's eating disorder is different and everyone's body is different. For some people, it lasts a few weeks or a few months. Sometimes it happens at the beginning of recovery and sometimes it happens after months or years of recovery and after your weight is restored. For some people, it ends all of a sudden and your appetite returns to a level like similar to how it was before your eating disorder. But for other people, it can last your entire recovery or come and go in waves, which is more like what my experience has been. I experienced it for about two months consistently, like almost every single day. And now I can go weeks without any extreme hunger symptoms, but then I'll randomly have like a week where I get it every day. So I kind of just want to talk about how I dealt with it mentally and physically and just kind of give you some tips for working through it without relapsing because it is so, so, so easy to relapse as you go through extreme hunger. The mental strength it takes to go through this is actually insane. I literally just took a break and ate a peanut butter and jelly protein waffle because I wanted one. (laughs) And if that's not a perfect example of honoring your cravings, I don't know what is. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so... Tip number one is to try not to compensate for eating, which is what your eating disorder is going to make you want to do. Do not skip meals to try and make up for eating more than you think you're allowed to eat. And don't try to eat overly clean and healthy and ignore cravings to try and compensate for how much you're eating. That is your eating disorder screaming at you and trying to make you relapse and trying to keep your old disordered eating habits alive. And you don't want that for yourself. You're choosing recovery. You're choosing to heal your body and honor what your body needs to heal. Just let your body and your mind get what they need. And going back and forth between honoring your hunger and then trying to compensate by stopping yourself is so confusing for your body because your body craves consistency and it just wants to trust that you will feed it when it's hungry. And you just have to keep rebuilding that trust by honoring your hunger every single time. Also, eating consistently throughout the day is so important. Ignoring hunger or pushing it off until later, whether it's mental or physical hunger, is not what you should be doing. It's so important to have a consistent intake of food all day long and even through the night. My hunger sometimes wakes me up in the middle of the night and every single time I honor what my body and my mind want and I go to the kitchen and I get a protein bar or a snack or make a bowl of cereal or something to honor that hunger. I would say the absolute bare minimum is three meals a day, three snacks a day. And consistent eating also just helps you avoid getting overly hungry before you finally eat because that just causes stress on your body and can trigger even more extreme hunger. Um, Okay, also having plenty of food options around is always super helpful. So if I'm hungry, I always have something to go for and something to eat because like I said, your body needs to gain trust that if it's hungry, food will be available and provided. You need to rebuild that trust between your body, your mind, and food. I kept food in the pantry, the fridge, my bedside table, my purse, my gym bag, my car. Like literally everywhere I went, I had something to eat in case my body or my mind wanted food. I also ate all the things I craved. And I mean everything. All the things. I never told my body no. 
and I never said no to my cravings. The only way you're going to beat this eating disorder and recover is to completely stop restricting. Eat all the junk food you restricted, all the carbs, all the fats, all the everything. That's another huge part of rebuilding trust with your body and mind. So you can trust that you'll get what you feel like you want and need for your body. And every time you catch yourself saying like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. This is going to make me gain weight. This food is, quote, bad for me. Just remember, your body is working so hard to help you repair itself. It needs these calories and this energy to do that work. And you need to find food freedom. All those negative things you catch yourself saying in your head are just your eating disorder losing control and trying to fight back. And it is not easy at all to tell that voice to shut up and to eat the fear foods and the foods you've previously restricted, but the more you tell it to fuck off and power through and eat what you're craving, you get one step closer to full recovery and healing. I also threw calories out the fucking window, which is one of the hardest things to unlearn and stop doing in recovery. It is so hard to stop keeping track or just like mentally adding up calories throughout the day. And I still did it for a long time just out of habit, but I tried to stop giving a shit. I ate until I satisfied my mental hunger. You know how much food you want, and however much you want is however much you need at this point in recovery. If you can't stop thinking about food even when you're full, that means you're not mentally satisfied. And while you're dealing with this hunger, you're going to feel so many difficult emotions. I judged myself felt so much guilt, told myself I was gross for eating so much, told myself I was weak for giving into these cravings, I wanted to give up, I thought about relapsing, I felt like I missed my eating disorder, I felt so out of control. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with mentally because I was always fighting myself. I had so many breakdowns over extreme hunger and that is so normal. It's hard to recover from such an aggressive and mean disorder. It's a constant fight, and it's totally fine to struggle and cry and hate it sometimes. As long as you keep going and keep fighting and keep helping your body trust you again by honoring your extreme hunger and not giving in to all the disordered thoughts. And it's really important to have good ways to deal with these emotions, like journaling and just getting all those feelings out of your head and onto paper, or watching TV or a movie. Um, I called my mom a lot when I was struggling. I painted and read books, just like things to distract myself or help me process my emotions, because it only makes it worse if you try to hold everything inside your head all the time. Um, Another thing that helped me was removing as many triggers from my life as I could, like weighing myself, first of all, Those numbers are so fucking unhelpful and pointless. Any type of scale or measuring device can just go away. Food scales, measuring tapes, all of it, gone. Um, Also filtering my social media and unfollowing any accounts that post like what I eat in a days or people that I compared my diet or exercise or my body to. And also body checking myself, had to stop doing that. No more pictures, tracking progress, no more lifting up my shirt as I walk by a mirror. I also threw out all my old clothes that didn't fit me anymore, the clothes that fit my sick body. All of that was donated, all of that can go, goodbye, unhelpful. And then obviously there's the question of how do I deal with weight gain and recovery? 
and I have an entire episode on this. So if you want to go check that out, please go give it a listen because that is definitely one of the hardest parts of dealing with extreme hunger is inevitably gaining weight so your body can heal. So there's an entire episode on that. Please go listen. I know I just covered so much information and a lot of like scientific stuff, um, but hopefully that gave you somewhat of a better understanding of what's actually happening when you're going through extreme hunger and just try to use some of the tools and tips that I gave as you're going through it because like I said, it is so, so, so challenging. Um, But yeah, I know that was a pretty intense and wordy episode. Um, But I mean, it definitely needs to be talked about more than it is. It is a huge part of recovery. So many people go through it and not that many people talk about it. And I think they should but you are not alone. I have gone through this. So many other people have gone through this and it will end. You will get through it. Just keep honoring your cravings, keep listening to your body and keep recovering. I know it's so difficult, but you got it. I believe in you. Um, anyway, I think that's all I have for this episode, but obviously I know there will be some more questions about this. So if you have any, please just leave them in the little like Q&A part or DM me on Instagram and I can make another little mini episode about this or something and just answer some questions. But yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great day and I will see you next time.